Miss Five Six Seven Eight Dances Report Podcast. What up, what up, what up, y'all? This is Miss 5678, and you are now tuning into season two of the Dope, Dope, Dope Dancers Report. And I am with an amazing dancer from New York. I have uh, secretively lived vicariously through Janelle. Shout out to Janelle for plugging us together. Um, He is an amazing dancer, choreographer, and instructor, and dancer just in general out of the NYC. Shout out to New York. What up, y'all? (laughs) <laughs> what up what up sir hey what's going on what's goody hey let everybody know your name your dancer name your performance name your brand let them know let them know okay so my name is justin but people never got it right so i went by jay hey like i was always called jeffrey joseph jonathan didn't make sense so i started going by jay Stage name became Jay Deshaun, but my real name is Justin Deshaun Thomas. I got a real basic ass name. <laughs> well, technically, so, so you call me Jay. I prefer to be called Justin, Justin Deshaun, like Deshaun, whatever. Like, if you know all my close friends and all my close dance friends, they just call me Justin. They know. Right, right, right. Well, I called you Jay, so you know Jay, Jay the dancer. You know what That's I mean? That's fine. You know. Um, but it, it's better than uh, Shaquie, Chantel, Channel. You know, I get called a whole bunch. I now I just like to keep it as Miss Five Six Seven Eight because that's easier. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, usually when I do the dancers report, I do a daily mood check in. So um, I'm going to kick it off so that you can kind of get the flow of it. But it's merely just to check in our mental wellness, our, um, you know, where, how we started our day. Um, also just to check in because, you know, I haven't, although I have not formally gotten to meet you, um, it's, you know, it's always good to just, uh, catch up, you know, with our dance scene and our dancers. So without further ado, the daily mood check-in is one thing that made you mad, sad, bothered, or indifferent. So, and then one thing that made you happy. Right. So one thing that made me happy today was that I got my groceries delivered and I ain't got to go get them. You know what I mean? And um, we stocked up Uh, for those listening. We are in the COVID-19 coronavirus lockdown 2020. It is very different. So um, the grocery store runs are far in between. Um, So I was happy that I got um, blessed by one of my clients or family members who sent me uh, a cup and a wine glass. Let me let me not say cup. Let me get it together. And it's basically letting me know that as a dancer, you know, I I couldn't have been uh, inspired by no one, none other than one of the teachers. And because I'm a great teacher, it's uh, it's a reflection of being taught. So um, go on my Instagram when you get the moment, and I'll post it back up. Um, and also a book that they included strong black woman strong woman and i love that they uh donated you know their time to making sure that i felt special because i'm i mean i love to make others feel special and to you know celebrate and um you know put us up on a on a pedestal as as i always say the dancers and our djs are very crucial to this entertainment business um so that was one thing that made me happy and plus you know a little you know i got got paid you know i got paid a little something something today you know 
um, okay. <laughs> little quaints. Um, and then, okay, like, so one thing that made me sad, mad, bothered, or indifferent. Um, let me see. I have to see about that. Um, I think what, one thing that's got me um, a little uh, mad is that, you know, our kids, the, li- the music choices that they listen to are not necessarily things that I, um, or artists that I think are best representing who they, their, 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 their potential, if that makes any sense. So my daughter and her age group, they listen to certain YouTube artists, no diss to the YouTube artists, um, but they listen to certain artists that are underground and, um, are not really choosing to, um, um, I gotta be careful with my words. Um, so, uh, uh, not solicit, um, they're not being making a conscious, not being consciously aware of their, uh, demographic in their content. Yes. Yes. That is the words. Jay took it out of my mouth. Y'all he got that. Like, thank you so much. I was trying to get that out. Yes. And I, and I don't think that they are living to up to their fullest potential and also, um, lim- they're limiting, you know, their uh intake like so for example um me particularly i try to show my daughter and all my students that are you know young and 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 thriving and 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 you know impressionable at this at this age um the 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 people around me the people places and things around me are of substance of 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 are of depth of um are that pour into they pour into me I, i they're knowledgeable they're resourceful um, the things that I listen to are resourceful and, and build me up. And I want the same for, you know, my tribe. So for me, uh, that was meant something that made me kind of mad that I, you know, the choices of music is not really, you know, best representing them. And I, I, I ain't feeling that, you know what I mean? But I won't say the artists, yeah. so I won't say that or any of that stuff because I don't want to take away from them. But um, nonetheless, you know, all is good. God woke me up today, and I'm excited to be on the phone with an amazing dancer and choreographer. Um, Jay, what was one thing that made you happy and one thing that made you mad, sad, bothered, or indifferent today? Well, one thing that made me happy, like you, I just got some uh, toiletries delivered. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm blessed enough to live in a community where we are provided a pantry, a food pantry, as well as other things like dish detergent. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, we always help each other out here in my building. Um, that's one thing about New York and one thing about the Bronx specifically that I love, that um, it's a neighbor. It really is a neighborhood. We, we really do look out for each other. Like, you know, I have asthma, so my, uh, my neighbor knows that I dance. Mm-hmm. Older gentleman. And he knows that I, I travel and I dance. Like, whenever I go out, he always makes sure I'm good. But, you know, he knows that I may need an inhaler. So if he has an extra one, he gives it to me And during that's, this COVID. That's amazing. Um, you know, he actually gave me one today. And it's a brand new one, fresh. Like, I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that makes me happy is that, like, the thing, the necessities that I, I needed for my, my place, I got. And, um... I'm happy about that. Now I don't have to stress. I don't have to spend no money. Okay. We need all the uh, coins. Dances, we saving our coins, right? We're, we we're saving our coins. Hello. And managing our coins, right? I hope so. 
the only reason, and I, and I just redecorated my apartment. I just did everything to my apartment. But, like, even with that, I only spent max $500 on Amazon and still put the other half away. Okay, okay, let's do it. But one thing that, you know, has me a little perturbed um, is this situation with Boosie hiring adult women to uh, basically take the his nephews and his son's virginity. Um, what? Forcing sex on them. Um, to most people, they'll argue that parents um, influence their children. Like, I, I had somebody on Facebook, because I just found this out yesterday. So I posted it on Facebook, and I have this one colleague that um, his argument was, well, if Dwayne Wade can make his son get a sex change, then why can't Boosie have his son sleep with older women? And, what kind of foolishness? And that and that was the first thing that I said in my mind. I said, what kind of... Who raised you? Right. Who raised... There are so many young, especially young black men, men of color, Latino, whatever it is, there's still some young men out there that experience this. And the parents, like the mostly the father figure or an uncle or somebody, will over-sexualize them before it's their time to. If they're not into girls, they're not, they're not into girls. If they're not into certain things, they're not into certain things. You don't have to force that on a child. And what I was saying to my friend was, hey, it's not the same thing. One is actually sexual abuse, and the other is a child who consciously made that decision on their own and brought it to their parents because they are smart, and the parents allowed them to have a space where they can openly express themselves. And the mm. black, Latino... A minority community, we're not always allowed to express ourselves or express our desires or explore outside of what is considered to be the norm. Right. So, you know, if if the child probably exhibited feminine traits or his son probably, you know, expressed that he wasn't into certain things the way his older cousins or older brother was, then it was forced upon him. You don't hire an older woman that and wouldn't admit that on social media like you admitted that on social media and the thing is if you think about it if there was a girl everybody would be up in arms right right but it gets swept under the rug that young men can't be sexually assaulted molested or raped at a young age or at all so things like that kind of like grind my gears especially with our people our people do not try to think outside the box or it's very one, one-sided, one-track-minded. And, and, you know, you want to be able to help your people get out. But you you know what they say, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. Right, right, right. Talk, talk about it. Talk. I mean, so, so. I mean, oof. well, thank God that, you know, you have, um, you know, a mind of your own where you're not over there listening to you know, just whatever, and you're, you're able to uh, be a great influence um, on what you think is right and what you think is not right. You know what I mean? Like, so. Even, even like you said, like with the, the music choices that your children are listening to, like when I teach, there are certain songs, like there was one time I taught a song that had mad curses in it. Oh, boy. And I didn't even know that the kids were coming to my class. But 
because I had more than one piece choreographed and I was prepared, mm -hmm. I switched that because you can't, like, sometimes the parents may be like, oh, it's okay. They, they, as long as they're not saying it, they can do it. All right, that's cool. You want to let your kid dance to this Cardi B, you little, you can't with me. Okay, that's fine. But me as a teacher, as an influence, because the first thing parents and people outside of this community, the first thing they want to do is scream influence and agenda. Mm -hmm. And me, I not have time for none of that. Because that takes away from the coin. And, you know, my biggest market is children. I work for a lot of dance companies that involve children. I've taught in studios. Right, for right. my demographic, it's between the ages of four and 14 at least for the kids outside of the professional dance world. Mm -hmm. So I have to be mindful of what I'm teaching and how I'm being an example to them. Even with me and being open about my sexuality, I still have to be, when I post certain things, I have to be tasteful with what I post. I have to be an example not to feed into a stereotype of what um, society thinks. And, 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 and the thing is, you know, a lot of us dancers, um, the ones that that are not uh, need to uh, kind of rethink that because, uh, you know, you these days now, all we can do is look at what your brand represents. And yeah. and most of the time, the brand represents what they see. So if you got a page with just foolishness on it, you know, and all you do is talk foolishness and and it don't got and it has nothing to do with you know, um, your character, but it is a part of your character if that's what people see. You know what I mean? Because unfortunately, people judge what they see. They don't judge by your heart. Yeah, people eat and, with their eyes first. I tell them that right. all the time. People eat with their eyes first. If it's not appealing or attractive, then they're not going to pay attention. Yep. People watch my stories when I'm going off and I'm reading somebody for something in the dance world. Like People watch my stories more than they watch my classes. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I we got speaking of that subject. You know, you're right. I have the same thing going on. I have shout out to Dave Getta and um Miss C Getta, his um his baby mother, his wife or his 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 lady. Um she she's watching my story and I and I'm like grateful and you know and I'm honored to be that she's looking at my my page. Um, shout out to Harper, um, Harper Hill, like, you know, um, he's, yeah. he's looking at my page too. There's Zoe Dollars, like there's so many different artists and actors and photographers, content influencers, uh, brand managers, you know, shout out to all of those folks who are in the Insta story and, you know, just paying attention. And, um, I'm, I'm very conscious one because of that as well as the kids in the in the kids that I represent and the the clients I represent the the brands I represent uh, and places that I teach and do choreography for and artists that I work for and companies I work for I'm conscious of what I put up which is what my point for um saying that was um I had to have that talk with my daughter is what are you representing when you are pu putting things up, putting certain songs up, certain TikToks, certain edits and things like that, because you know the kids do edits. What are you representing? And um, does it represent me and your father well? Does it represent your, um, you know, your Christian faith? Does it represent the church that you attend, the, um, the, the book club that you founded? Does it represent that well? Does it represent the people that are following your book club, like state reps and, and those types of people? Like, you know... What are my what are my goddaughters 
who are impressionable gonna look and see when they see your page uh, they want to follow you, but they want to be, I want them to be able to follow something that they respect and they want to be like, you know what I mean? So I had to tell her, you got to rethink the things that you're saying and doing on your social networks. Uh, otherwise you're not responsible enough to have it. So, um, not just her though, but these are, these are things that I talk to my daughter about. These are things that I talk to my students about and artists and people that are coming to me for development. Um, you know, that's what we talk about. We talk about what do you want to represent? What do you want to, to leave behind that people will see and know about you? You know what I mean? So, because if you don't have that idea, the industry or the media will have that idea for you and they'll market you any way they want. To. That's right. That's right. And you of all people, you know, firsthand because you're an, an, an active and a professional dancer in the industry working, uh, and teaching and, uh, you know, you're out here. So you already know, you, mm -hmm. you already know those, you have the experience to say, Hey, all right, be careful when you're doing this now. Cause uh, you ain't gonna always be able to uh, just kind of do whatever you want and um and not have anybody hold you accountable for it, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. well. With that being said, who is Jay? Okay, who is Jay? That's what we want to know. Um, Jay is uh, a bougie black woman. Um, uh, in my mind, like think. <laughs> Think Lynn Whitfield, think Angela Bassett, like, that's me, like, mm -hmm. um, I say that to say that also, there's, like, this soulful but masculine trade-type dude, that's me, too, and I say that because a part of my dance brand was um, being both masculine and feminine. Yeah. I got on a lot as a kid. I got bullied a lot as a kid because I hung out with all the girls. My voice wasn't deep. Like, I danced. All of that. And I struggled a lot. Went through a whole phase. Went through a depression. Everything. Just trying to find out who I was mm -hmm. for myself. And I realized that I'm somebody that isn't submissive, isn't docile. Yeah. I, I, Ooh, I am one that is willing to fight tooth and nail for what I believe in. Mm -hmm. If that makes me wrong, so be it. If I'm right, then so be it. But I want to make sure whatever I'm doing is glorifying the creator, glorifying myself, and giving back to whoever I need to help and whoever needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. Experience it. I've been through mad shit. <laughs> like, I've been through so much stuff in my life that if I wrote a book or I did a series, Netflix needs to pick it up. Like, okay, okay. Like, it's just so many things. And and, and, and I feel like um, a best way to represent, a uh, best representation of myself is um, I am unapologetically, authentically, uh, beautifully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. I am my own person I am someone that um, has worked really hard on developing who I am who I have around the energy that I bring the energy that I accept very intuitive very observant you can't get one over on me if you try to I'll try even harder so you know I'm somebody that's 
gonna give it to you positive. I'm gonna give it to you lovingly. I'm gonna give you a hundred percent me. Whatever experience you get from that, I hope it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, whatever you learn from me, I hope you actually do leave like feeling like you learned something from me. Um, yeah, that's just me. Um, in a nutshell. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. I mean, people need to know who you are. They need to know what you represent, you know, and just who you are as a dancer, like, you know. Now, what is, this is the other questions. There's a few of them you're going to be asked. So um, what is your dance background and bio um, and culturally uh, as well? Like, so um, for me, I, I always let everybody know I'm, uh, you know, I'm Cuban and, Antiguan. My mother's from Antigua. My real father was half Cuban and black, which is black, a.k.a. we blackity black, black, black. Black, <laughs> black. Okay. All right. Um, so you're my island girl and, and a little Latina and, you know, but 100% black. Let's go. Um, and, you know, dance background is, you know, mainly artist development, cheerleading uh, choreographer and backup dancer, you know. So artists you know, dance crews, competition, all the whole nine. Um, so what is your dance background and bio? Like who you worked for and what's your cultural background? Ooh. Yeah, that's a lot, honey. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got all day. <laughs> I mean, if we got all day, let me give you the whole breakdown. Um, so, again, my name is Justin Deshaun. Hey, 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 hey. I have been dancing technically since I was three. Um, I'm now 29, so a good 26 years. Um, professionally, I've danced since 2009. Um, my styles of dance are pretty. I've trained in uh, ballet, jazz, tap, modern, African. Um, pretty much all the fundamental styles. Uh, when I was nine, eight, nine years old, I was coming out to the city, going to Champion Studios, that rickety little studio. Oh, my God, I remember that. Yikes, yes. Champion Studios, that's where... Ch- look, I, Champion Studios, Pearl Studios, yeah, Chelsea. So I, I was, as a young kid, and, th- and I'm going to get into manifestation because manifestation gets into a lot of my background, but... You know, as a kid, I was traveling back and forth to the city. My grandmother, by the grace of God, my grandmother drove for New Jersey Transit. Yo, okay. So I got to get into the city for free. Yo, wait, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. She drove for the New Jersey Transit. Was she, she was a bus driver? Yep. So she knows, I know for a fact she knows my uncle. Um, His last name is Thompson. I got to get his first name. And he's kind of, he was kind of mean, but he, you know, that's my uncle. He's still the, he's still bomb digger. Well, it depends on which branch she was in because, well, he was in because she was in Central Jersey, the Freehold Howell um, station. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, w- he came out of Port, Port Authority. He would uh-huh. pull out of Port Authority and he would hit, um, like, kind of like the 114. He drove the 114. So he would do like, um, Bergen. Somerville, okay. um, um, uh, uh, yikes, ay, 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 why am I drawing a blank on my NJ? What's up, NJ? 
Um, MJ, right? I know, no, he's. I know that bus route. It's okay. the one, like over there. You, um, it's North. It's like North Jersey, right? Uh, yep. North. There's Plainfield. There's um. It's like if you're gonna go, you could go there to go to Plainfield, Bridgewater, oh, Scotch Plains. Scotch Plains. Plains. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that she, he's on a different route. So I know what I know what company he was with. Okay. So, but they do have a social. They do get together. Like they'll bring the branches, the different branches together sometimes. But yeah. Um, that's small world, Jersey. Let's go. Nice. Okay. Three, two. Um, but yeah, she, so I got to get on the bus for free. I would go every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. to go train and train with people from the Lion King. And wow. I'm, and this was from a lady. Uh, shout out to Sandra Huff. Wait, uh, why do I know that name? Because her husband, uh, she's a gospel singer. Her and her husband, um, rest his peace, rest in peace uh, to her husband. He just passed like a few years back. Wow. Rest Eric in peace. Okay. 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 Yep. Yeah. Uh, Agape Family Worship Center. If you know that church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so Agape, she had her, I was going there and I was on the youth dance team. Wow. And she said, you need to come to the to New York and start training and taking it professionally. So she put me on a free tuition and I was there every Saturday. I got on the bus for free because of my grandmother and that's how I started. So I started really dancing in the church, young church plays, all of that. Then once I got a taste of the professional world around high school, middle school, when Ciara, Chris Brown came out, um, you got served, and then so you think you can dance, America's Best Dance Crew. I was sitting there watching music videos, recording them, playing them back, learning them. So pretty much what everybody's doing now on TikTok and on Instagram, watching these classes live online, that's what I was doing, okay? Mm. Um, so high school comes around. I auditioned for So You Think You Could Dance. Wasn't old enough. Came back. November 18th, and I remember the day because Beyonce dropped the I Am Sasha Fierce album that day. Auditions in Brooklyn. Um, that was Brooklyn. Then I had to go to Tennessee to audition after my 18th birthday. 18th birthday hits. Um, go to Memphis. I make it through. Get a golden ticket. Everything. Then I get cut. So then that lit a fire under me to like, yo, I want to dance. I want to do this for real. I meet my best friend. Um, who is now like my brother we're close family like this is like my adopted brother um, I meet him at a house party in Jersey shout out to Jersey Club that's another stage of my background Jersey Club dance um, social dancing so that's what I knew about social dancing it was Jersey Club going to house parties being at cookouts and different functions mm-hmm. um, if you go on my Instagram you'll see all those old pictures and videos of me like even me like seven years old in somebody's backyard in a barbecue, busting it down. <laughs> but um, I meet my best friend. His mom finds out that I'm a dancer. She's like, oh, I'm going to introduce you to my best friend, Chucky. I'm like, who is that? Child, come to find out it's Chuck Montanato. What? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Who he could, You know his resume. Stomp right, exactly. He, dancing with the stars. A beast. <laughs> Anything TV, movie, he's done it. 
Um, so come to find out, he's from Jersey. They go to high school together. Um, he had a convention that weekend. And she was like, I'm going to tell him that you're going to come. I missed the convention. No! Oh, my God. He came back. He came back later on in the year at the end of the summer before school. Oh, awesome. I had just graduated high school. It's 2010 at this point. He had just came, and he's like, you're good. You need to come to L.A. Okay. From 2010 to 2012 to finally make my way out to L.A., where he then showed me the professional world the industry he put he threw me into a private audition for the billboard awards i auditioned in front of jason derulo and usher well Um, go ahead now i had no agency no representation no nothing but it was also a learning experience Mm -hmm. and that was my first taste of like being around people like noel will before wildebeest was wildebeest like wildebeest had just got kicked off abdc wow to being at this audition like seeing him, um, Tally, all, all, meeting all these people, Geo from Icon, Icon Studios. He has a studio in Jersey as well. Um, being uh, introduced to all these people. I got introduced to Frank Gadsden, like just met all these people at such a young age. So once I came back to New Jersey, I said, I have to, I have to take it seriously. Uh, I moved to New York in 2013 and I pursued dance ever since. Like I was in BDC, I was in Perry. I've trained in heels. I've trained in Vogue. I've trained in street jazz. Um, I've taken everybody's class. Um, you name it. I stopped being at certain studios because I know myself as a person, and um, mentally I couldn't handle the pressure of um, the politics in dance. And, you know, I stepped away for a while, and then I had to get back into the swing of things. Um, once I got back into the swing of things, and I, you know, I took a time off from dance. I worked worked consistently. I didn't take class for a, a while, but I always, you know, watched and still trained. Uh, people posted videos. I still learned. I was in Ripley. If I could get a free class, I was doing that, but most of it was work. Once I quit my job from working, I worked in hospitality while still trying to pursue dance for 10 years. I quit Outback Steakhouse. I opened several Outback Steakhouses and Ruby Tuesday restaurants. Um, And then I said, I can't do this anymore. I want to dance professionally. Right. I know. Well, you, well, heck, you kind of already had a jump start. And I say that all the time. Um, Somebody had told me, Tori Nelson, he was like, yo, why are you even living in New York? You should have been in L.A. You had a jump start. You met everybody. You did you did everything already. And I'm like, I don't want to ride off of somebody else's name. I can name drop, but I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, they learn, but I have to make my own link. So meanwhile, while I'm out in New York and I'm branding myself, I branded myself as a heels dancer. Everybody thought I was a heels girl. Like, mm. I Francis, like, every, every intensive with Soraya and Charlene Quigley, Mache, these people are dancing for Janet and Cardi B now, um, training under them, and Charlene choreographs for Lizzo, um, or she's dances for Lizzo now. Wow. And, oh, so then you know, know Keenan. Shout out to Keenan Cook. That's baby, yeah, baby Keenan, love. Keenan is everything. Keenan is another influence of mine because I feel like 
I move similar to to Keenan. He's definitely been an influence. Like I wish I when I was working, I wish I had more time to take his class. Yeah. Before COVID, I've been in his class. That's um, that he was one of my first couple episodes on um the podcast. You know, I've been trying to I've been trying to make an active effort to reach out to um more by uh, more of our New York choreographers and dancers because um I you know, it's this Dancers Report podcast is not strictly for one particular area. Um yeah. it is to put our dancers and choreographers on a pedestal and our DJs too. No diss to the artist, no diss to producers or anybody else, but I really wanted to fill a lane that was not there. So that's why I'm doing yeah. this. Um, shout out to Luamki who who started her podcast this over this last um, you know uh, year. Yep. I mean, I tried to get her on here. She said she was busy. I'm hoping that y'all could plug her in, in the ear and, and, and get her for me because, you know, like you'll see right now, it's not a, it's not a, um, you know, inquisitive, crazy uh, podcast. It literally is informative, um, you know, uplifting, encouraging and all those things. So I really mm-hmm. need her voice on here, on here because it's important. A lot of the dancers that are on here, um, some of them have worked with her, some of them train with her, some of them perform with her, you know, hence Keenan and, you know, just so many others that uh, have been on here, uh, have had the opportunity to work with her or are friends with her. So I really want her influence on the podcast. I mean, look at you, like you, I mean, I would love to get everyone, um, you know, that you've trained up that are now working actively and are inspired by you on here as well. Like, it's not just about Boston. It's not about just Atlanta. It's every, our dance scene needs to be put on a pedestal, period. And that's what I, and that's also how I decided to train. I I told myself I didn't want to get tied down to one specific group or one specific um, genre. I really wanted to master different styles and be able to work with different types of people because if I'm going to be on these jobs, I'm going to have to work with these types of people, whether I like them or not. I don't control the auditions. I'm just a dancer. So I I definitely kept my my options open with a lot of choreographers and a lot of teachers. I was selective, but I also, throughout my selection, I was still selecting those classes and those things that I need to train in. I was very cautious. I was very aware of like what I wanted as a dancer. Um, fast forward to like as of recently, 2016, I've been by coastal back and forth between LA. I've worked with Amber Rose for the Amber Rose Slut Walk. Um, okay, okay. Margie Plus is an artist of mine that I artist developed. We've been working together since 2013. Shout out to Atora Lyons, who is a street jazz, um, House of Moon Glare. He put me on to Margie. Um, he was somebody that also trained me in New York that took me under his wing. And meeting him is how I met my artist, Margie, that I choreographed now. Now she's talking to Wilhelmina. She's doing stuff for Savage Fenty. Hey, man, let's go, man. Yes. Like, she just moved to L.A. Like, it'll be a year soon. Um, you know, she's doing great things. I've worked with Tajik Hall. Um I did the H&M and Balmain fashion show. Yes, I yes. Done, um, ooh, the U.S. Open. Um, I, I've danced, woo, PlayStation Theater, 
dance, got to dance with Margie in front of Rihanna because Rihanna was sponsoring a ten thousand uh, dollar face category prize, grand prize. So our song, Margie has a song called Face, and that was this that was the theme of that category for the ball. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like pose or anything in the ball. Oh, oh, I, yeah, oh, yes, I, oh, yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. So, now, you know, I got some babies on here. I got some sisters on here. You know, I got some some boo kitties yeah, you know, on here. Like, so don't don't get it involved, twisted. Right. Being involved in a barroom scene or, you know, it's trained me in Vogue. Yep, yep. prepared me to work with Tiana, who is one of the bigger artists that I've worked for. Um, I love her. Oh man, like, listen. Let me tell you how that happened. I know, I know that was um, a, a great experience because she's just so dope. Let me. No, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you what it was. It was nothing but God. I'm gonna uh, tell okay. You okay. Let me. Let me. Let me share. So, as a kid, I've always danced. Middle school, high school. You know, um, I was known for dancing. My mom, um, she would let me bring my friends over, and I got videos on YouTube. We would record dances in the backyard. Mm-hmm. My mom would be doing her clients' hair from home in the backyard, in, in the house, and I'll be in the backyard with my friends dancing, recording videos, doing choreo. So one of her clients is actually a family friend, and her nephew um, will come over from time to time with her. And come to find out, he was best friends with Tiana. Wow. And um, his name's Elijah. Shout out to Elijah, Eli. He's a dancer for the Lion King now. Like, we, we didn't speak. Um, it wasn't like we didn't talk or whatever. But, like, you know, we didn't go to the same school. We're from. We're both from Jersey. We were both from North New Jersey. But I've lived in the suburbs. And um, he lived in North, I think, still, or uh, in North Jersey. But so we didn't see each other all the time. Only like if he came with his aunt, and we spent a lot of time choreographing his aunt's wedding, and um, that's how we really connected. That's so dope. Fast forward to me moving to New York. Oh, so um, you finally made the like, jump. You made the jump. Right, I made the jump. I moved to New York, and come circa 2014, I had an apartment. Then I shortly lost it, so I was couch hopping. Then I ended up in the shelter. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened was my friend sent me a post that Tiana was having auditions and it was at a certain time and I had to be back at the shelter by 11 o'clock. No, don't tell me so, you missed it. No, I went to that audition and I told <laughs> him, yes, hey, I'm going to this audition these things take this amount of time. If you need photo proof, I can call you every hour. I can send a picture. But please let me do this. So the, I think it started at five o'clock. I got there at I got there at four fifteen. Had she had it at a studio on Twenty Sixth Street. Um, I didn't get booked. What? Oh heck! Listen. So T, what up, man? I didn't press it. I did. I gave it my all. I and she. It's so funny because the song that she taught uh-huh. was a song that I danced to when I was the first time I went to L.A. It was uh, her song with Wale um, that she has off of like one of her old singles, like really old singles, like from 2010, 2011. 
So Karan Lynn had taught that song in L.A., and then once I auditioned for her, that's the song that she chose to use to teach the choreo. Wow. And I was like, wow, full circle. So maybe it wasn't meant for me to be there, but it was meant for me to experience this. Exactly. Fast forward to a week later, I'm in rehearsal with Atoro Lyons, my mentor at the time. Yes. So across the hall, I hear, maybe it's the liquor. Maybe it's the soup. Ah! I'm like, hold up. And I'm I'm drinking water. You know Ripley, um, the 17th floor upstairs? Right. There. So she got the big room that as soon as you walk up the stairs on the 17th floor, the one that's right there in the front. Mm-hmm. She got, so I sat down to tie my shoe and catch my breath and everything. She come walking out. She's like, hey, I remember you from my audition. I was like, hey, girl, what's up? Yeah, you know my friend Eli. Yeah, you know, da da da. We, we um, politics, we talk. And she come to find out, um, you know, this one I've discovered that she doesn't really use signed dancers. She just likes to pick raw talent. That's right. So she, because she likes to finesse them and mold them into how she wants them to be. Mm-hmm. What type of she wants to best represent her. So she was like, damn, like, we're going to work together soon. Don't worry. Like, I got your info. Like, we're going to talk. The following year, Shorty started following me on Instagram. Um, we started communicating more. We built a rapport, actually. And that and is dope. Last year, Eli sent me the DM, and then she DM'd me and was like, bitch, come to this audition. I was like, <laughs> no And it was so crazy because I'm at the, when I'm at the audition, I'm like, you know, I didn't want to see if, if I did book it, which I did anyway, but, you know, me thinking, hey, I'm going to do this on my own. I don't want it to seem like favoritism. And, you know, she, like, dapping me, giving me a hug. You know, she gives, she shows love to everyone, but it's like, because we had that pre-existing, you know, relationship with each other, it was like, hey, bitch, I'm like, girl, okay, let me come. (laughs) Like, oh, this is too real. Mind you, the year before, I had did a video project. You know the twins? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, they they work with Tori. You talking about the ones that work with Tori? Yeah, I did the project. Shout out to Tori. Tori Nelson, that's my boo. I did a project with Jalea, and it was to one of Tiana's songs that she used for the audition last year. Dope, dope, dope. I was just like, this is manifestation. This is God working. When they say that there's a design for your life, it's a true thing. Yeah. And ever since me working with Tiana, I was like, I knew everything I did, experienced in my life, that's how it was supposed to be. From the training, who I trained with, how I trained the predicaments and situation that pushed me and propelled me to a certain type of uh, dance experience. Like, yo, it all led up to that. I'm so glad I got to do this um, tour with her and dance with her before this COVID-19 struck. And she's dropping a new album in this summer. And you know it ain't going to be no joke. And it's not going to be no joke. Like, mind you, the album was supposed to come out in December. We did a performance in Miami for Art Basel. And we were going to drop the album because our birthday was December 10th. So she was supposed to drop it around that time. But it got pushed back to January, February. So we said, okay, cool. Valentine's Day, maybe. All right, cool. Nope. Nothing. COVID-19. Baby, we were struck. And then when the Shade Room posted, government says no shows until fall 2021. Right. But you know what's so crazy? This is Okay, so this is how you know 
um, it was it, stuff got real. I got a um email because I usually do like mixed reality um content and motion capture for harmonics for the video game. So they, they you know I had done some work already. They did they released a few of their titles, um, and then you know they sent me an email like, hey, we need you to come back in and do some more work. So I'm like, word, and I it came at the best time. You know when you like, all right, a little bit of checks is getting a little low, so I need this money. You know, uh-huh. so. They, they sent me an email, and I'm like, oh, God is so good. And man, listen, I, the, the next week comes up. I'm supposed to, I'm already scheduled, like, to come in. And they're like, sorry. Uh, we're closing our offices to any external choreographers. None of the, our outside, uh, you know, con- um, clients can come in. Um, that means, you know, you're, you're a client, you're an external choreographer, you cannot come in. Uh, we're keeping everything in-house for the time being. Some, um, some animators and, you know, people that work for the, the, the company weren't even allowed to come back to the office. They had to stay in like Rhode Island, this, that, and the third until they could figure out who got what and who don't, you know, who, who's okay and all of that. And I say all that to say like, halt the money, you know what I mean? Like literally halt the money. Our biggest dance studio hub in Cambridge, Massachusetts closed down. You know what I mean? Like no classes. And they got like at least, at least 60 to 70 classes or more that come up out of there. So when you say shut down, like, you know, everybody's like hurt right now. Seriously. Yeah. Like, and, and even now, um, I work for, I teach at a um, performing arts school, middle school in the Bronx called Bronx Dance Academy. Shout out to BDA, shout out to Shantae, MMCC, after school. Like, them after school checks was cute. Like, I was getting like, <laughs> Exactly. Yo. And even with, you know, me quitting, me quitting my job as a, um, in hospitality, working in restaurants. Then I have more time during the day to go and take class and train. Mm-hmm. I can't even do that because my daily schedule, I have a schedule for myself. I wake up 5.30, 6 o'clock, go to the gym, um, like, or eat a mini breakfast first, then go to the gym at like 8 and be there for an hour and a half, come back home, eat a full breakfast, shower, self-care, all that stuff. I'm out of the doors by 10.30 to go take class. And then from class, I go straight to work. I teach sixth to eighth grade. And um, those that time now, I, I'm trying to find other ways to fill it. Like I cook, I'm into culinary arts, and I've worked in hospitality and restaurants. So, you know, I'm experimenting you, on that. Hey, listen, you, listen, you sending meals to Boston or no? I mean... I could do that. <laughs> and it's so crazy because my mom, uh, my biological mom, shout out to Sheila's Cookies um, Boutique. Okay. You know, Where's it at? Um, Where's it at? Plug it. I'm going to um, send you her Instagram. I got to look at it right now because she just made a new one. Wow. But it's at Sheila's Cookie Boutique. Yeah, I was right. See, photographic memory. That's how we all, most dancers, we ain't got no choice but to do that when we learning, okay? Right. You better learn this choreo. Yeah. um, I get a a lot of my cooking skills from her, so, and that that was another thing. This is my point. Dancers, 
got to start being on their money, on their hustle, and being able to bring in multiple sources of income, income. and revenue. That's because right. In situations like this, we're all screwed. Right. If, if, if there were people, if there were people that were still hitting me up for privates or you know having me teach their company because I'm a part of their team now, like I would be broke. I would be broke. I would say shout out to Jonah Biddle and the Boss Kids for keeping me active. Right. Shout out to the Kelly Peters and Hey, Kelly Peters is from Boston. Shout out. Yup, that's that's the boy, and he's been a mentor influence in my life too. Like he's, like I learned a lot of the business side from Jonah, Chuck, and Kelly. Like I, I've seen a lot in how to market and, and stuff. And he's another he's one that has to be on here. That's and, that was and, too busy to be on here. That's another dancer yeah, and no, choreographer they, I need on here. Really I'd be at the studio. They really be working. Like they be working because it's so much in the in the in the background that. A lot of people don't see that goes on with Brick House, and like, mm-hmm. it, it's just a lot that goes on. So I can attest, he do be busy, and he be working them kids, he be training them. But um, you know, me, I'm expanding on this. Um, I, I can't afford to not uh, make this money. I can't afford not to, you know, invest in myself by continuing to do things that I love. We got to. We got to. I mean, you know, to start bringing in they have to know and, and they can't and they can't just spend money on stupid stuff. This has got to stop getting little checks from certain jobs and then spending it all on Margellas or Rick Owen sneakers like y'all mm-hmm. want to look the part but can't afford to look the part. Like Yeah, no. Nah. Within your means. If this has taught me anything it's taught me to live within my means you can still ball on a budget people think that that yeah, is that is very true them. but trust me i will keep it a hundred percent i have benefits i have ebt snap <laughs> me, listen it ain't no shame in any of that stuff listen okay no shame because it, it helps me out so much if i didn't have that extra two dollars Two hundred dollars for my groceries, then I'd be I, I would be asked out because I can't take, you know, the online course or the train the way that I would want to with that two hundred dollars and still be able to eat and still be able to go um, to travel to family if I needed to do that or travel to a certain grocery store if I needed to do that. Have money on the side. You got to. You have to. And, you have to be able to use your resources. Don't abuse them, but be resourceful. A lot of a lot of dancers are not being taught the the fundamentals of being resourceful and and handling your money and and being able to to hold yourself up in situations like this. We only we're only learning steps. We're only learning um, TikTok dances. We're only paying attention to what's popular instead of paying attention to what's practical and that's the other thing too i mean um we need to i need to i realized during this time too i also need to be taking class i don't necessarily need to just be teaching class i need to be learning you know what yeah I mean? you need to be refining and working on yourself mm-hmm. working, because when this is over everything's going to change it's going to be different oh oh, so oh. What is it that you're bringing 
that was different from the last time. And of course, there are those people that may say, hey, you don't have to be working on something right now. You can just be taking a moment of rest and working on you. You Mm -hmm. don't have to be producing something. But if you're in this business, if you're in this industry, take that personal time, yes, to self-heal, figure things out for yourself. But if that includes working on your craft, then you need to work on your craft. That's right. nobody's responsible for your career but you. That's right. Nobody's responsible for the jobs that you want to get but you. So aligning yourself with doing your research during this downtime, you don't have to take a class, but you can read up on who Fred Astaire is. Right. (laughs) Talk about it. Who, who like you can you can brush up on some technique, learn what a PK um, turn is and coupe, and learn the difference between relevé and plié, and you know, broaden your vocabulary. Yeah, do that. You don't have to, you know, do every challenge and stuff, but be active. Yeah, and you know I mean, that? I mean, like even right now, like you know, are we we're teaching and this and that and the third, and we may be signed and all that. Do we have? If 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 the if the government or the powers that be were to go on everybody's page and say that they 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 are professional this and a professional that, do we have the training and the certificates? Do we have the licenses to do what we do? Do we have them things? Because the thing is, if 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 they can take you off of Instagram because of certain songs you 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 teaching, um, because of the copyrights and the censoring, what makes you think that they can't take you off for selling a product? You're selling classes. Are you qualified? Are you li- are, you, are you covered? Because some of these, you know, we got liabilities now. People want to uh-huh. get a check. They'll sue you quick. You know what I mean? So that's the other thing. Studying up on that. You know, Long furthering dance. education. Further, if you want to be a dancer out here or a choreographer out here or an instructor, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you need to uh, make sure that you have all bases covered. And I know firsthand, I know I have, you know, I spent a lot of time doing different projects, this and the third. Yeah, but you know what? There's some administrative stuff that needs to get taken care of, too. And that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know? You know shout, out, shout out to um, Dance Mogul Magazine, Anthony. Um, if you know Dance Mogul Magazine, um, they cover a lot of the top, 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 mm. top dance choreographers. Um, but he's from Jersey as well, North New Jersey. Shout out North nine seven three. Yes. He comes from the Jersey Club background, but he also has a professional dance. Like he's an OG, and with the Dance Mogul Magazine now, he's also just mentoring people. And he, I've had the pleasure of um, working with him. He's actually been out in LA at the same time as I have, and we've worked together on um, performances and stuff. But he, he's another person like. He's brutally honest. He will, he he will tell you like it is with no remorse because he's that person that's gonna hold you accountable when nobody else is holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's very mental health. He's helped me so much. Re, he has helped me realign myself when I was going through um, a little depression stage. Listening to him and being guided by him really helped me out. It helped me decipher where I stood in this industry and what I needed to do. Chuck's told me, like like you said, every all your bases got to be covered. If you're going to move out to L.A., you need to have nine to 12 months worth of rent saved up. 
then mm. you have to research the areas that you want to live in that are close enough but cost effective mm-hmm. to and and all the the all these developers say no that the closer you live to movement lifestyle and millennium and debbie reynolds the more expensive it's going to be them people that live behind the train station in north hollywood they pay an arm and a leg for them apartments Okay. That's, and that's a, and that, and that you know, they cost to get in there too. Like, you know, yeah. So you gotta, you have, you have to make sure you got eight to 12 months worth of rent saved up. You want to make sure that you can apply for, if you apply for any type of benefit, you have all paperwork set together. Make sure you are paying, paying your taxes or learning how to do that mm-hmm. or keeping up with your taxes and your finance. We need financial literacy because if we don't have that, then we're going to keep getting situations where we're doing music videos for $150 for 13 to 18 hours of work yeah. with no food. Absolutely not. That really grinded my gears in the past was that happened in October, November. Y'all had a whole meeting about how dancers need to be treated and spent more time condemning and, and being counterproductive and not really giving constructive criticism instead of inviting the music executives and producers and coming up with a game plan and lawyers and legislators figuring out how to come up with an actual union for dancers, especially in New York. They don't have that out here. We had a whole meeting back when that happened and haven't had one since. Mm. Even before we got locked down. And it's a shame that because we're we're focused on the wrong things, we're focused on, you know, being the first to do something or, you know, it's a crab in a barrel mentality. Yep. And we're not working together. Nobody has nobody's sharing information or they're only sharing it to certain people that already have access to that information. It needs to be shared amongst each other to those outside of your immediate network. That's right. And that includes financial literacy. We need to know that because if we don't, then we're going to keep being screwed over. That's artists, right. And, and these labels are going to keep trying to pay us whatever they want to pay us. Right, because they think, oh, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Just just do that dance, you know, that routine that y'all did. You know, no, 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 no. We make them look good. I tell you one thing about Tiana, yo, she take care of us. They tried to bring us this little hamburger helper dish for lunch one time. She said, uh-uh, uh-uh. What, what y'all got my oodles and noodles? Nah. She said, hey, ring, ring, can you um bring such this, that, and the third a whole hour and 45 minutes later after, you know, we rehearsed and everything, we mm-hmm. was dying, hungry. Shorty pulled up with baked salmon, stuffed salmon with crab meat, mac and cheese, cornbread, kale greens. We, she, because she understands that we just worked for 12 hours and we need to eat because we need our energy. That's we right take this food back to the hotel and feed ourselves because we not we don't have room service. She made sure that we were well fed and we had enough to feed ourselves for a, a couple days. And that's how it should be because, you know, look, 
I, I don't even know about, I don't know what, what y'all, you know, what everybody else's experience is. I know that, you know, having a daughter who worked actively, you know, in print ads, modeling, she acted, she did commercials, all those things. And listen, my gal would have, you know, hospitality like no other. When, when she get booked for her jobs, you know, um, you got, you know, food laid out. From the however long you're gonna be there, morning, noon, and night if they need to, okay. and that's the type of um, hospitality and level of uh, things you need to be um, thinking of, because at the end of the day, um, you know I'm I'm not no spring chicken in here out here as a dancer. I've been out here for a while, and um, you know I've been out here, you know you know, using my craft, like my gift, my singing, my dancing out here. And a lot of the times when we get booked for stuff, um, in the very beginning, you know, you're just trying to, you know, build up your repertoire. You're trying to build up your resume. So you take certain gigs, but after a while, those things don't work because if it don't make yeah, dollars, don't it don't make sense. Where you want to be. They don't align where you want to be. I did so many free jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh my God. I even have, I have a few artists now that I'll do stuff for free because I know they broke. But also because they, I know what I can add and I'm creating a loyalty with them. Even with Margie, Margie never used to pay me, but Margie had me in VIP. Margie made sure that where I had security with me wherever I went and I was well taken care of at every event and every performance that I had a costume and my flights were paid for like she made sure that if if I wasn't getting paid, she made sure that everything was accounted for for me as far as my travels and where I'm staying, what I was eating. If I needed a ride somewhere, she was taking care of me. If I needed wardrobe, she was taking care of me because that's what you do. And and you know, I thank God for people like her and the artists that I have worked with. Mm-hmm. But I told myself, hey. At some point, because of the lifestyle you want to live, you're going to start having to get some checks. And That's right. Checks are going to have to start looking like twenty five to like $5,000. That's so, right. Like, come on. Like, even even with, like, me teaching privates and stuff, you can't charge 25 an hour. No. You're going to have to start charging 75 an hour. Listen. So, now, Jay, can we, can we park it right there? Because this is the thing. Let me let me break these numbers down for the dancers and the clients. Anybody who is thinking of booking artists or dancers or choreographers or any of that type of thing. Listen. On the way to get to the meeting that we're going to have, which is a consultation, it costs no less than $10, okay? In an Uber depending on where we're going. The travel yep. cost. So my point for saying this is the travel cost. The sitting mm-hmm. down cost time is ticking because the time that i'm scheduled to sit with you and also getting there and coming back cost so if i if i spend two hours discussing what kind of work you and services you need out of me whether it's choreography artist direction or if it's creative direction meaning supplying um choreographers uh supplying dancers 
putting the choreography together, staging stuff, like making sure um, costume, all of those things, all of the planning details, the hours that it takes is hours that I could be teaching somewhere else and putting something elsewhere. So that money costs, that time costs, and getting there, the planning, the hour to get there and the hour behind it coming back so that I can block myself in the right, you know, the right timing and all that, that costs money. So sitting down, you guys need to build in your consultation fees as well, because your ideas, your intellectual thoughts for these, the, the vision of some of these, um, people that are booking, it, it costs money. And if, if you won't bill some, they'll just keep paying you the bare minimum or whatever it is that you're, you're used to getting. So you have to bill, uh, uh above and beyond that because your time is valuable because you don't get it back. You know, you don't. Literally. You really don't. Time is money. So, like, you have to want more. At some point, you got to want more for yourself and your and start aligning yourself with the kind of jobs and gigs and things that you want to experience. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't include helping your friend out doing a, pro a passion project, like, every other month just because you need content and it's going to give you exposure. I can give you exposure when I edit a picture. Mm -hmm. no. Like, I, I, no, I need money. I need to be paid. I need to be well taken care of. I need to have my travel covered. I'm not bringing my own outfit. You need to supply that for me because if we're talking professionalism and we're talking, um, being, a, a industry dancer, we have to start changing our mindset and putting our minds, putting ourselves in those situations to be like, yeah, I am that you have to start carrying yourself at a certain standard or valuing yourself more. That's right. I mean, and people will pay you what they think you're worth or they'll, they'll make your mind up for you. They'll be like, if you don't have a clear uh, indication on your prices and your things. Okay. So I talked about this in, um, Shout out to my family, uh, my cousin Stacy, who uh, put together an amazing career, virtual career day for her school and her school system that she works with. And um, we talked about this in uh, one of the videos that I had put together. Um, one of the visuals I, I touched on that because that was a question. What is a salary or what is some of the, you know, money, you know, what, what kind of salary or income can you expect uh, in a career with motion capture and mixed reality. And then to be, to be honest, if you're not, um, you know, an in-house animator or developer or any of those things, and you are a client or an external choreographer that comes in, the basis you can start out with off of just one project can start off at $30,000. You know what I mean? You, or, or not, and I, I won't say that, um, one time I'm saying d multiple projects or multiple uh, times you touch that uh, that 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 um, project could could tally up at the very minimum of thirty grand. So it's not a cheap thing. I mean, you get you get paid. Sometimes you could do a shoot and it could just be an hour, and they will pay you two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars. And if the more times you go in, depending on how many songs and stuff you have, you could tally all the way up to forty, fifty grand, sixty grand. And that's not a salary. That's not for the year. That's just for the project. So you know, when you the more that you do and the more that you know, is now you have to really realize. You know, what's, what is your expenses? What are your, what are your, what do you need equipment wise to have you function? 
And that equipment means your phones, your laptops, your GoPro, your Nikon cameras, your Sony, your this, your 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 PS, PS um, PA systems, your headset that you need to teach with, your um your uh, smart board or your banner, your your flyers, your promo, your business cards. What are the things that you need so that you can continue a flow, a uh, continue uh, producing? multiple income streams what do you need those are the things you do you need a fax machine because sometimes we need to be able to print our own stuff no nobody got time to be going running to no staples when you got six classes to teach four rehearsals to do um and you got to style yourself and you got to get your hair done that the that, that like no listen dancers who do it all Trust me, I know, you know, we all know our life is not easy. So we have to build people and build our, our um, finances and get our finances um, in a, in a, in a, at a point where, you know, we're not scrambling around waiting for the next check. There should be multiple income streams coming in so that that's if you need to go take a break and because that day you can't work or teach because you're tired, you ain't missing the check. Okay. You know what I mean? I, yo, well, let me tell you something about COVID-19 coronavirus. You know, Jesus is Lord, and I will say this, okay? Thank God for um, our, 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 our time of rest. Because what it did was it put a lot of things in perspective for us dancers and, and, and everybody else. And I'll just speak from the dancers aspect, the arts. Um, we realized that we're resilient. Um, we realized that we can do what we do um, in a studio and outside of a studio, and we, we can still maintain that, right? Uh, what we didn't think about is when we go to teach those classes that are 100 an hour, 200 an hour, uh, 65, 75 an hour, right, just for the hour, when we are not able to teach that class, right, and we, uh, you know, for myself speaking from my own experience, um, getting getting a, a cold, a cough, a, um, you know, a fever or whatever, right? Any time that I wasn't able to teach, there was a running tab of money that I lost. And I had to think about all the clients that I have, right? And I have, currently actively have and, 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 and lost. Um, the money that I wasn't able to get in a course of two to three days before COVID-19 lockdown, um, ranged almost a thousand dollars in a course of two to three days, right? Mind you, I'm thinking in my head, what is the safety net? Where's the safety net where corporate is? Where corporate, you go to a corporate job, you work for a brokerage firm, you work for a bank, you work for Target, you work for Papa Gino's, you work for any Red Lobster, you work in Times Square, uh -huh. anything you do corporate. If you are out a day, you will get a check at the end of the week because you either have a sick pay or vacation day or any of those things. But when you are in the arts and you're a dancer, a choreographer, a fitness instructor, a, a actor, a singer, a, a stylist, a barber, a, a makeup artist, uh, um, anything you work for yourself artist type of thing, you don't have that. So you have to put that in place. You know what I mean? So that is yeah. the that that was the one thing that I could say that I will. You know, you ever say, "Dang, if I could do it all over again, I would do this." This is that one thing. 
That's that one thing. It's making sure that the dancers have what they need. Like some people then don't have um space in their in their house to teach. So they gotta go outside and teach a class. But because yeah. we love them, we wanna take their class. But people are not thinking, yo, what does this teacher need in order to to be successful right now? Yo, shout out to my clients. Shout out to everybody who has really poured into me, donated, who has been a part of me and my daughter's like sustaining us, yo. I'll never forget that. I will never forget it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like so for real because those are the things we didn't think about. We didn't think about um you know our, how how would what is life like without being in this in the spaces we're used to. You know what I mean? We weren't thinking about, you know, there's a couple different dance studios that already thought ahead of that and had their online this and online that. Now, I bet you we'll rethink that again. The dancers yeah. that didn't, I bet you we'll rethink our finances and our resources and our, 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 our surroundings. We'll think about it. There's been times where I haven't been able to teach because it's snowing outside and they canceled school. They canceled the, the places of business that operate with dance studios and so forth. What are you doing that day? You know what I mean? What are we doing that day? Are we losing out on money? You know what I mean? So now, do we have a class that we could teach online? Now, I bet you now we're a little bit more um, aware of what to do in a case of where we could not be in a studio. Am I correct? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this this is this is a moment of where we have to reflect on what, you know, whoever you 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 know, you believe in. But I'm a believer of God. I know that God is saying something and he's making a strong statement. OK. And um, if you're not sitting still to 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 hear what needs to to be uh, changed or, re, you know, highlighted, reviewed, uh, renewed. Um, you know, um, worked on all of those things that you, Jay said in the very beginning of this call, um, you're going to miss it. You know what I mean? Like if you come out of this, um, not changed, not a new, um, you missed it. You really did. You know what I mean? And so I think I said, I like to say like, you, you missed the whole point. Like you missed your whole shot at just being the person you saw for yourself. Mm hmm. You have to pay attention. You gotta pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that the the main ingredient that people uh, can can take away from all of this experience is that there was time. <laughs> you either had no, because I'll be honest, I was very time broke, very time broke um, pre uh, coronavirus, like barely had time to do this barely had time because i was always filling a spot with something in there my schedule was jam-packed and now time won't be an issue after this i promise you that you know nope. you know promise i prom that's a promise that time will not be uh uh taken for granted now i'll tell you that um what's your you know you kind of touched your biggest your your influences but what was your your biggest influence um, as far as like dance and like what started me off. Yeah. Like who, 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 what would you say was your biggest influence? Was it, you know, you watching, uh, a, um, a show? Was it a, a, a certain yeah, awards? Like, I know that, um, when I started 
dancing. Like when I was young, I used to watch a lot. Remember when Michael Jackson had that that cartoon, the TV show? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I used to watch that. My aunt used my aunt used to babysit me all the time, and she was a teenager when she babysat me. So she would watch the music video. Remember Channel ninety six, The Box. MTV. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I, I come from that generation. Like, I'm real old school. I'm an old soul, I, I would say. But I used to watch Missy, mm-hmm. Genuine, um, Usher, yep. Aaliyah. Teen Summit. Um, yes, all of that. Like, I used to watch um, when 106 and Park came out. Yep. Watching 106 and Park. So you think you could dance? I was recording every every Mia Michaels piece mm-hmm. and every Ice Diorio piece. Like, I was... I was recording, and I had to learn it. Um, I know, that's right. Any Anything music video, like Justin Timberlake, when he came out with My Love, and Marty Kadelka was choreographing for him. Mm. Well, Mar- Marty's still choreographing him. He's been choreographing for him, but, like, when My Love came out, I just I was just so intrigued by choreography. Um, and, and then when Step Up came out and, and Stomp the Yard. Yes. I was on the step team in high school, too. So I was just like... Yo, this is my life. I want to do all of this stuff. And that's the thing is like having the variety. You know, I think dance has evolved from so from 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 an amazing start to where it is now. It's evolved so much in 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 a positive way. I mean, you know, obviously you have your things where you're like, I want to get better at this. I want this to be taken, you know, serious, and this and that area needs to be cleaned up or whatever. But you know, um, I think that. The dancer, the choreographer has come a long way. It's not looked at as like, you know, kind of like an accessory or a hobby or any of that stuff. It's actually, you know, this is another profession. This is a job. Like, okay, like, you know, it it has evolved into so many different things. I mean, we've made it to TV, not just in a way of like, oh, this is kind of, you know, you're a prop in the back. No, this is an actual show. This is a, uh, 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 you know, a thing that you need to be. Uh, a thing in history, like, you know, a time that, you know, you won't forget. It's kind of like, you know, um, like no one forgets American Bandstand. No one forgets Soul Train. Nobody forgets 106 in Park. Nobody, yo, even even down to the, you know, they didn't have a whole long running, but um, Tag Your Man, remember that? Remember that dance? Tag Your Man, Tag Your Man. Like, what? Hold on. Uh-huh. They used to come on at like midnight on a Friday night and nobody home like to watch it but if you was home you was watching it like just things like that yeah, like <laughs> you know what's what would you call or what would you say your specialty is in dance um my versatility being able to switch between masculine and feminine dance mm-hmm. on top of a dime um as far as what genre i specialize in uh commercial street jazz like choreography mm-hmm. and and what? In voguing. Yes, um, yes, yes. Ah. A lot in Jersey Club. Jersey Club. So anything where I get to bounce around like a ball, mm-hmm. that's where I excel in. So voguing, Jersey Club, house, like those those are my styles. Um, I train more, though, in um, commercial street jazz, commercial dance, and voguing. And uh, I'm training now in light feet. I love light feet. Okay. Let people know what that is that don't know. So light feet is a New York style that originated around 2002, 2003, 
So if you know the songs like Chicken Noodle Soup, Chicken Noodle Soup, mm -hmm. Chicken Noodle Soup, uh, DJ Webstar, Full, mm -hmm. um, Duck Sauce is somebody that used to um, get like he still gets like. Um, we got people like Know a Lot. Know a Lot got it. Yeah. Is a uh, part of KR3T's. Shout out to KR3T's. Violetta Noah. He's gonna be Graffiti Pete in the new um, in the Heights movie. Dope. Um, you also got Frankie Gordillas who's danced with Rihanna and them. Uh, Light Feet Nation though, like it's it's um. It's kind of like it's not really Shake Nation, but it's uh, it's in not this... Shake Nation like Shake. Shaking is a whole different thing. Like, it's just came, it's something that came out of Light Feet. Yeah. But Light Feet, um, it's mostly stuff about pictures. You tell a story. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in three parts. You got your rev up or your tone walk, or you start with the bad ones. You got your specialty dance move, and then you have your lock-in. Um, there's some people, so look up Mr. YouTube, Ant Artifact. King Kai. Kai, you know Kai. Um, he danced with Christina Aguilera, mm -hmm. um, Justin Timberlake. Um, he danced, um, he, him in Comfort. He knows Comfort. Like, they're, yeah. they're, yeah. So, um, he's good. E Solo. Um, these are all people you can research that teach Life Feet and that are prominent in Life Feet. Um, Mr. YouTube just put for his birthday, like, an hour ago. Um, because, and he's quarantined in London, so. I think my daughter um, knows him because she talks about, there's mommy, there's this guy named Mr. YouTube. I think that she talked about uh -huh. him. Mr. YouTube. And then if you've seen Ellen, if you've seen Ellen, then you got Kid the Wiz. Oh, so yeah. Kid the Wiz yeah. Is that yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He's, he's been on my. Yes. But Lightspeed is a New York style. They do it also in like North Jersey. But Light Feet originated uptown. They do it all over the city, but it's an, it's an uptown dance. Brooklyn, some people do it in Brooklyn, but it's Harlem and and the Bronx that hold that down. Okay, like, that, shout out to that. Shout out to that Bronx. To uh, what the we got? What we got? One eighty one for one eighty one um one eighty one Walton Ave. Let's go. Oh wow, you from over there? You be over there? That's where my my auntie Amby. Everybody you know over there by the by the um. By the stadium, everybody know my yep. aunt Amby. Everybody know, everybody know uh, my my aunt Amby. If you okay. know you, she from Antigua. She ain't no joke. If you know, then you know. Like every all them boys over there on Walton Ave, one eighty first. Y'all already know. Amby don't play them games. Shout out to Jaru. Um, shout out to Nuke. Shout out to um to Jay, to uh to Bo. All of my all of my dudes that are over there probably all old and grown and up out of there, but uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them over there. Um, yeah, I'm training in that style. I'm training in a whole bunch of different stuff while I'm taking this time that's... online and just taking time to get re-inspired and fall in love with dance again all over again. I know, that's right. I want to do. Now... I have so many things planned, like... So wait, so wait, are you, what do you, what do you, are you going to, are you telling us some of these plans or you, cause that's the next question is, um, you know, what, what's up and coming? Well, um, hopefully once this COVID-19, uh, is over with, we can get back on track with Tiana right now. We're doing a lot of promo for her album. It's coming out in June. Um, it's called the album. It's a full project. Um, Dope features are going to be on it. 
if you've seen them, there's a preview on the House of Petunia page. Yep. That I, yes. Um, <laughs> so we, we um, you know, we just posted that and that video's fire. Can't wait for that to drop. Um, things that I'm working on personally, um, I'm transitioning into becoming a YouTuber. Okay, um, now let's go. When we get them handles, we're going to post you up. Okay. Um, dancers understand that you dancers need to understand that YouTube is the number one influencer out mm -hmm. of all influencing apps. Mm -hmm. It's just running and it's, it's reach to people extends beyond Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I think TikTok and Facebook too. YouTube, you, YouTube beats all of those. Yep. YouTube is a conglomerate compared mm -hmm. to that. But, um, because like I expressed before culinary arts in my, in my background in hospitality, um, I've created uh, a show pretty much that involves cooking um, pretty much that's going to intertwine culinary arts with uh, being a creative and mental health like you know it's nothing like sharing a good meal and sharing good conversation so, so, so what you're saying is when COVID-19 corona lockdown is done and I get to hightail it to New York to the Bronx I get to come and have um we get to do a whole show where I get to taste your food and you, uh -huh. and, and catch a and catch a and catch a spell uh, the dance a five six seven eight. Uh huh. Or you would share a recipe that you like and we will cook that together. Listen, everybody who knows me, they I mean like it's known my curry chicken and my my soup my Caribbean soup from scratch is All the right, best. Well, that's what we gotta do. That's what we doing when you come to New York. All right, I, listen, and don't, uh, listen, don't, all y'all be trying to find out where he live and all this other stuff, where we shooting the, because, listen, if, if you, if you, if you get invited, then that's different, but, um, the real, the well, curry, that's the great thing about it, though, because it won't only be at my place, like, I'm willing to travel to any other place just to get to know more of where you're from, and what, ooh, I like that, yeah, so it's gonna be, one hand washes the other. Um, that's just one thing. And then um, I'm going to be teaching a little bit more on, on live or online virtually. We need that. Um, Thank you. And, you know, just be on the lookout for some creative content because I haven't put anything out in a while. And I feel like um, it's time. It's definitely time to, to shake things up a little bit. That's so, right. And no better time than now. Um, yeah. what's been, just before we, we wrap up, what's your favorite place that you've gotten to travel through dance? What's one of your favorite places that you've traveled? Is it, has it been anything that you've done, you know, for auditions, rehearsals, tours, shows, stage, what, where, where, what, uh, for dance, where is it taking you and what was that favorite place that you went? Okay. Even though I hate it, I think my favorite place, because because of what the job was, I really enjoyed LA. Yeah. I really enjoyed LA as far as the job that I did because again, I made I made a lane for myself that I was there without any representation or ties to any agency gig. I got that gig on my own. It was something that it was a product of my work and I got to put my stuff on stage in front of ten thousand people and go viral. 
and like it, it just happened year after year. This is me working with Amber Rose. And wow. My second one was Atlanta, the Atlanta show we did for Tiana, because that's when I really knew like, yo, this is this is life. Like I'm here. Like this is life. This is life. Like I just felt so much joy and energy in that moment, and even just being somewhere. Um, I've never been, never been to Atlanta, but being somewhere for a job that I can just get used to it and being able to travel like all over it. Passport, I'm about to be out. Like, okay. Overseas. For real. That's the one thing that I could say that I want to be able to do more right now is to travel. Um, when we get the opportunity to travel, obviously. Um, but being able to move around more and, um, Take those trips, um, free up your time so that you can be able to do it. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't say spend, but um, choose your money and your finances wisely, what you're investing in. Get, get, your, get your finances in order. I mean, and I'm taking my own advice. I really, really am. This one thing has been um, one thing that I have uh, really... Uh, my eyes were opened. Uh, this experience opened my eyes financially. Uh, what to prepare for, you know? Um, so, you know, without without um, ending, you know, I need. I, there's a couple more things I want to ask you. Um, we know some of the what have been some of the struggles. I think we kind of talked about it, but um, specifically, has it been location, relationships, stage tour, crew, artist, money? What's been a struggle that you have now sort of got a perspective on and kind of overcome and have a handle on? All of it. It was literally life that spun out of control. And I think after my um, my grandmother on my father's side passed away, mm-hmm. that it was just at the everything hit me all at once. And I'm I was the type of person that does didn't do well with being under pressure. Mm. Like I quit. I couldn't handle the fact, like, I don't like discomfort because I felt it before. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to avoid any type of confrontation and discomfort. But because I was going through being homeless, then my grandma died. Mm-hmm. I'm not working. I'm not booking any jobs. I can't train. Mm-hmm. I went off the, I went off the rails. <clears throat> I was blaming people for a lack in my success. Mm-hmm. I'm very envious. Why are other people getting ahead before I am and I'm doing the same exact thing they're doing. Like didn't even notice that I was way too skinny. Like I like my body sometimes it, it may look like it's something, but at one point I was super skinny. I wasn't taking care of myself. Like yeah. I'm seeing I didn't see what other people saw. And it wasn't that I was bad or bad at what I did. It was just the fact that I wasn't ready mentally, physically, emotionally mm-hmm. wasn't there. And you have to feel good on your inside in order to do exactly. good. You really, it really is starts with you. It doesn't, it's net, it's net like, yo, let me tell you something. One time I can honestly say, um, in the middle of me singing, uh, with my, the choir, my choir at my church. Um, I love my choir. I love my church. Um, I love my Bishop. Um, I was questioning whether or not I should be singing with my choir if I had an actual place and a space with them, if I belonged. Um, and I was very frustrated at that moment, and I'll never forget it. We had to sing a particular song 
for my uh, my 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 bishop's uh, 37th. I think it was either 36th, 37th pastoral event, and um and I never forget this. Um, I was debating whether or not I was going to continue being you know singing and being in the choir, and um I just heard God say, as soon as we started to sing, it's never for them. It's always for me, and I will never forget God speaking to me that I just weeped my eyes out. Um, you know, right in that, right on, um, right. And it wasn't even a song that you would cry, uh, you know, for, or, I mean, not to tell anybody how to feel, but it wasn't a song that I should have ordinarily been crying about, but because I heard him say, it's never for them. It's always for me, you know? Um, and it didn't mean particular, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't, uh, particularly geared at anybody in particular. It was that I was at the point of like, I need to either, I'm going to quit um, but I, but I'm asking to hear from you. And he, and I heard from him say, you know, no, you know, I'm not ready to release you from this. So you need mm-hmm. to continue. And I'm, I'm saying all that to say, and for people who are listening, you're listening to this, to this amazing dancers and choreographers testimony about being in depression, being at an, an all time low and then propelling into something greater. But the best thing that he did was he took the time to realize from one point of himself where God had him, you know, God had him at the, you know, when people hit their, they say you hit rock bottom or you hit your lowest, he'll, he won't ever forget where God put him and now where he's at. You know what I mean? So for someone who is at that space and does not know where, what's next, you need to show up. Um, you know, cause there's gifts that you have to deliver to someone you may not even know that you got to deliver them to. Sometimes yeah. it could be one person in the room that sees you that says, you know, this day, on this hour, when you showed up, I was going to either do this, this, and this, either quit or end this or end that. And you came in and you taught or you said one specific thing that made me change my thought process. And I think that what I mean when I'm saying this right now for you to take away is, you know, your life isn't going to be easy. It's not going to be hard, but sometimes mm-hmm. it may be hard. Now, what do you do there? You know what I mean? You have to show up and, and, and try your best to overcome because I promise you the testimony you give to somebody may uh, be the reason why they uh, either pursue their gift, pursue their purpose, um, you might be delivering them, unlocking something in them. You just never know. And the same goes for your struggle. I'll say this to you, Jay. I'm hearing you say homeless. I was this. My, my grandmother died. My grandmother died. Listen, I think I can relate to you on so many different levels that the person, the people that will be listening to this are going to feel a sense of freedom in what you said and feel liberated because they have somebody else that's going through something similar or has gone through parts of what they're going, going through, gone through, or, you know, experiencing. So, I mean, you're a warrior and I see it and I hear it and I feel it. So I'm, I'm grateful that you even gave me the time of day to sitting down and talk to me about your journey. You know what I mean? Hey, right. This what better time than now? I'm bougie, not Hollywood. Okay. I'm, I'm bougie, but I'm not Hollywood. Well, I will say this. Are you doing what you love? Ex- uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. Everything that I love. Hey, hey. And where can we find you on social platforms and, and, and 
you know, websites, where, what do you, what, what place can we find and stay connected to you? Okay. Well, um, Instagram is at Justin Deshaun official J U S T I N D E S E A N official. Okay. And then we have Justin Deshaun on Facebook. Um, I'm not a big Twitter user. Um, I'm working on a new site, so that's gonna coincide with everything that I'm that I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly Instagram. You could DM me. You could talk to me. Like I'm not somebody. Like I'm on my business and I like to be by myself. But I'm not somebody that's gonna ignore you. And if and if I do, if I read your message but I don't reply, it's literally because I opened my phone and I knocked out. I go to bed at like. Nine thirty, ten o'clock. <laughs> oh, you a grandpa? You. you a grandpa? <laughs> Yo, you a I'm senior a, citizen? <laughs> I am a senior citizen, child. I was, I, I, I was laying down, and my boyfriend's like, "Yo, you know, you went to bed at eight thirty yesterday." I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> Yo, so you, no, ne- I didn't. so you'll never take my class. The ones I was taking, I was teaching on Thursday nights, and my dance hall soca workout. You'll never take that because that's eight thirty to nine thirty. You be night night. Right after, I'm no shower, no nothing. I'm just going to sleep. I know that's right. Listen, but um, people can reach out to me. Like I really encourage people to reach out. I also encourage everyone if you want to take class, just research my classes and see what you want to learn from me. If I do offer beginner levels, I do offer private. Um, just hit me up on Instagram and talk to me and I'll be able to respond and we could talk from there. Now, what's the the YouTube that you want people to stay connected to your YouTube channel? Um, that's also in the works, but okay. um, I, just, I took everything off. I took all the old stuff off. I literally just did that. Like everything's on lock, my old videos. Okay. Because I've just started filming new content. Okay, so, so we so that's that's being the website you guys is being built. Um, and his YouTube channel is being rebuilt. So stay if you want to stay connected and find out all the information for all the things coming up for um, Justin Deshaun, you need Instagram. to pay, you need to get on his Instagram and and uh, stay connected to him on his Instagram because that's where you'll see all of the new things coming up for him um, and you know the shows that he has coming up and all that stuff. We want to stay connected with all of that. Um, and, oh, and follow me on TikTok too, Justin Deshaun. Hey, maybe my daughter could do a dance, a duet with you. You know? Yes. yes. I gotta find out what her name is on Instagram. I have a couple challenges on TikTok. J Lo challenge on there from the Super Bowl. You got the what? The J Lo challenge from the Super Bowl. Okay. I remixed it. I made my own, and apparently everybody likes that version, the original version. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Wait. Wait a minute. Now we gotta. Now I gotta see what my daughter and my god babies. Um. I don't know if you know dancer named Frenchie. She is really good friends with. Oh man, there's so many dancers in New York. She's friends with. She's friends with Kelly Peters. She's friends with. Yes. Yes. Marvelous. Yeah, she's her name is Frenchie. She's um she my other that's my that's like my sister, yo. Um, shout out to Frenchie. Shout out to Melissa, Melissa um, Valdez, who's another dancer that French Frenchie used to roll with. Um, they used to be with everybody out there auditioning and doing shows and events and stuff like that. So, um, but I I definitely want you guys to make sure you guys stay locked in on 
Justin Deshaun official, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to know, and this is like, you know, the ultimate, what is your message you want to leave with everyone? I want everybody to know that just because you go through something doesn't mean that it's over. You're going through that thing because it's meant to pull you closer to your blessing. All right. Let's go. Don't ever doubt yourself. Don't ever, don't ever, if, if there's something you want to do, take the time out to refine that and really practice that. But don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something or you're not able to do something. You can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. Woo! Let's so, go. Talk about it now. Talk you, about it. All you need to do, and I say this, be 100% authentically, unapology, unapologetically yourself. Yeah. That's how I've gotten so many jobs and so many things, but informed so many relationships. Because people like me for me and want my energy around. Mm-hmm. So you have to be the light that you want to see in the world. That's right. Be the light to attract that energy that you want, you know? And 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 support each other. Support Woo! each other. He talking support boy. It does not hurt. It does not hurt you. It doesn't it doesn't harm you. It doesn't it doesn't take away from anything that you're doing. Because if we work together and we build each other up, that's how this industry is going to, that's how we're going to make it in this industry. And we're mm-hmm. going to, we build with each other and build a foundation. We're setting up the next generation for success. Agreed. Agreed. Don't agreed. Down any, don't pass them down any baggage or animosity left over from the previous generation. Like we have to be able to set an example and support each other and build each other up talk to each other mm-hmm. make friends with each other like I, I just need y'all I just need y'all to really love and care and share with one another oh so we hear you heard what he said he said love care and share that is the one biggest thing that I am like uh, promoting is love care and share because this is the thing like you gotta all three of them uh, hand in hand is how people thrive you know um, and then the next thing I want to also just recap his message was don't doubt yourself, you know, um, be a hundred percent of yourself, authentic, uh, bring, bring, be the light that you want to see and attract, um, you know, and support each other. You heard it here first, Miss Five, Six, Seven, Eight, Justin Deshaun official. This man is an incredible dancer and choreographer, and I want you guys to stay connected to him. This is season two, y'all stay tuned.